0: The Coaches Collaboration Podcast.
1: Hey, this is Josh Pearson.
0: Performance specialist with The Complete Athlete.
2: This
1: is Cole Warren.
0: Certified USAPO club coach and owner of Salutum Health and Performance. Each week, Cole and Josh will take you through training techniques and tips, talk to athletes and fitness professionals to educate and motivate you for your fitness goals. Plus, you'll follow the journeys of Team Salutum powerlifting and get complete athletes. The Coaches Collaboration Podcast is brought to you by The Complete Athlete, providing world-class continuing education for fitness trainers, coaches, and gyms. Special in Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman, barbell and hip classes, personal programming, specialty clinics, competitions, strength and conditioning. Get complete. Isn't it time to take your coaching to the next level? Using continuing education with research and evidence based info and offering specialty services from a team of certified coaches online and on site. It's time to get complete. The complete athlete online at getcomplete.net. And now, the Coaches Collaboration Podcast. <laughs>
2: I love the sound of snot right in my fucking ears. First thing in the morning.
0: Listen, you don't get to say anything to any of us today because you have literally poked out both my eyes with your nipples today. What is going on with your chest? I said I
2: can't figure it out if I'm cold or warm, but my nipples are hard. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm pitting out and my nips are fucking poking at the same time. did you purposefully get
0: a fucking schmedium shirt for today? That is a schmedium.
2: No, this was uh, gifted to me by... Youth small. Well,
0: hey, youth dude. small. I didn't pick
2: it out. It was given.
0: Yeah, but you picked it out to wear today.
2: It's damn right. <laughs> I look fucking jacked in it.
0: What is it? What is it? was like, what is it you normally say about yourself? Yeah, it was fucking diced. Isn't that usually what I'm you say? Diced.
2: <laughs> I don't when know. When did you start saying? I don't know that? because I'm not diced. <laughs> when
0: when did you start I saying diced? That? I
2: do um. I told I, on my story today. I said that Neil's.
0: Neil's legs look pretty. He does, though.
2: I noticed Dude, that. he's got fucking feathers in his quads. The guy's fucking quads are jacked.
0: I can't say stuff like that to him, though, because he gets a little bit like, oh, hi, thanks, Brooke. Like, I have learned that when Neil is doing a big set, I typically can't say a word because there's something about me that if I if I take a video and he knows it or anything, he'll be like, god damn it, Brooke. And then, like, yeah. <laughs> I get in his head, I think. So it's because of our twinsy vibe.
2: Yeah, you guys are... separated at birth
0: twinning i know
2: hey get off your phone dude i'm talking to neil right now oh shit okay to neil yeah holy shit you guys we're back holy fuck i was just talking so i haven't seen him before so last weekend right it's been a month last weekend was the first time i saw him since the wedding Mm -hmm. which was a month ago yeah yeah Mm. now i'm married now he's married before he, hey, the last time you were on the cast, you weren't married.
0: Do you feel different?
2: Mm-hmm. Is it weird? Mm. How's the married life? Nothing changed. <laughs> you no? guys sleeping in the same bed yet? We are, yeah. actually. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. That's yeah. so, so exciting. Did you guys do that on purpose? Yeah. Well, when we were when we were in a room <laughs> we'll together? We, but we're not gonna sleep together until we're married. Well, no, no, <laughs> that wasn't the reason. No, um,
0: that's because you snore like a no, freight train. No, no,
2: because no, she thrashes. She thrashes. Oh yeah, like she's crazy. a thrasher. I forgot.
1: And if I have to pee in the middle of the night, I wake her up. So is, now, is she a light sleeper too, or are you the light sleeper? I'm the light sleeper. Yep. So she thrashes because of her neck, and I'm a light sleeper. So if she moves, I wake up. Damn. Yeah. But in Aruba. We were in the same bed and we had no choice. So for a week we had to sleep together. God forbid. You, you just know? get
0: used to it after a while.
1: Well, if you fuck enough, you just get tired <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Christ.
0: And well, there it is.
1: It was your honeymoon, yep. so Pro I would tip. hope so. Yeah, yeah. It was true. it hot though? Yeah, it was 86 degrees on average. Did you have AC? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We'd walk into say. our room and it was 68. It was. Good. I mean, we had beautiful. It cold. Yeah. Yep. So it was. Somewhat cloudy for the most part. It rained a few times, but what's cool about Aruba is there's a lot of wind. So mm. even though it's hot, you kind of don't really notice. Right. Um, but the sun will destroy your skin. Did you get sunburn? Oh, of course I did. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you fucking look at the sun. He Do got off the plane and ran? it went
0: ding, crisp. Like. <laughs> Well, That's yeah. it right? works.
1: Well, it was only one day I burnt. Otherwise, all the other days I was really good about. Oh, my sunblock. God. We spent $40 on sunscreen. Jesus. <laughs>
0: you have to, though.
1: Fuck yeah. Well, she puts on a really light layer. For me Oh my god, are you like, like my husband were used to minutes. it looks
0: like that? It looks like that. What you is gotta it? Rub it in. that stuff they put on like yeah. lifeguard's noses? Yeah, uh, did you look yeah. like you covered yourself in zinc?
1: No. Like no, no, you no. were the aborigine Before guy I from rubbed uh it, in, it looked like that. From
0: Ace sure. Ventura when Nature Calls.
1: Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> but no, the, the amount of the <laughs> How much thickness I had to put it on, it was it was awesome. I like me a nice thick layer of sunblock, nice. you know. Thick white layer of cream on your skin. Jesus. And mm. then you then you rub it in. God. Mm-hmm. And Damn. then we just kept saying, anyone ever him. tried
0: to rub their white cream into me, I would literally punch a face. Oh, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: All we did the whole time is, is Every time we saw a new like weed pipe with a dick or a vagina, we'd send it to Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
2: I got all this drug paraphernalia now, uh, on my phone. FBI
0: oh. right now is like, so we're just going to have this cool
1: warrant. <laughs> oh, <address."> right.
0: <laughs> Cole's going to get every I mean, drug test ever for the USAPL for the next 42 years. Ridiculous. Their
1: comfort with sex in Aruba is insane. Yeah, I mean, dude, you, they were
2: like these uh, pipes, pipes were like little statues of women where you like
1: you have to like rim like, job them. Yeah. If you're, if yeah, you're actually gonna get the smoke out of yeah. it and Yeah, and so the you guys have to are suck the sucking smoke on their, their butts. Yeah. You have to
0: smoke it out of their butt. Yes,
1: basically. Yeah. Nice. Yep, yeah. yeah. you rim job them. It was great. Yeah, it was fucking weird. We, what we just I kept it Yeah, but yeah, think that. about
0: it. Like it might be awkward at first, but once you take that first hit, it's gonna be funny as fuck for the rest of the time you're using it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I guess, but. I feel bad for the guy sucking on someone's dick. Well, I mean well,
0: don't buy that one. I was going like to say. I was going to buy you that what one. What is it, like a forceful thing? You get off and they're like, here's your hotel and you must suck the dick of this pipe.
1: You must. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess. The crime rate was so low. We literally had a toothless homeless guy show us where one of our restaurants were. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the what does that have was, to do yeah, with the crime
0: rate? Because he didn't no, accost you? Or? No, <laughs> like, no. So, no.
1: What do so, you have
2: against toothless homeless guys? What he's saying is. It was,
1: it was safe. Did
0: he say it okay. with threat over here?
1: Right. <laughs> like, just checking. Well, no, it was so safe that w- we didn't have to worry. We could go up to somebody like that who was definitely on drugs and not worry about. Oh, it. Didn't okay. Didn't you say, yeah. like, hey, you did showed he whistle
0: and me... hail a cab for you?
2: <laughs> no. We walked You showed me that sculpture that has, like, gold leaf all over it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. We had an all-day
1: tour, and they took us to this church, and the church front, all of the altars, all of the statues were at least gold leaf or solid gold. And the only thing preventing you from stealing it was this half-inch chain that you could just step over. And this guy on our tour wanted to show us that just to prove it's so safe here, you don't even have to worry about them stealing shit. That's I mean, crazy. It, it's yeah, so well, crazy. They didn't.
0: They didn't tell you that when you touch it, it actually electrocutes you and you get shot by 52 arrows.
1: Yeah,
2: well They no, leave that out. What they told. said, no, those invisible lasers, at, right? <laughs> fall <laughs> <all> over <laughs> the place. No, 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 no. What they get said the was, <laughs>
1: the chain had only been put there within the last year or two because people came in and vandalized it. They didn't oh, steal it. Oh, so they shit. put a chain up? A chain up. up. Yeah. That's Jesus it. Jesus Christ. That was it. That yeah, oh, was uh-huh. great. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Fucking yeah. There's mules and goats and it was fun. It was great. Aruba. Had the, I had the Jamaica, best burger. Ooh, I ever. Lay ya. Yeah. The best burger ever. It was fucking so high. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> you were probably so high.
1: <laughs> no, we didn't get high at all.
0: Lame.
1: The only drinking we did too was the first night. The guy who owned the Airbnb gave us a bottle of wine.
2: That's so not even really drinking. No, not really. No. Mm, that's but okay. after a whole day, it was great. I was happy to hear that. The only alcohol that Courtney had at your guys' wedding was the shot that I made her take. <laughs> <You> <laughs> made her take. <laughs> made her take you it. I cornered them two in the house. I'm like, okay, we're doing this right, right now.
1: So did you get the guy who broke his arm real drunk too and he broke his arm or what No, were you that doing? wasn't me. Oh, yeah? Okay. No, was I'm that not. my mother? Did somebody get really
0: drunk and break their arm?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: He, it happened right next to you.
0: What?
2: No, well, he was throwing a football or something.
1: Yeah, to one of the kids. And And his arm like snapped. His upper arm just snapped. Yeah. It wasn't even at a joint, which is crazy. Hey, drink your fucking milk. How the
0: fuck did that happen? Did he have a previous injury and it was just re-injured? He had a
1: stress fracture, but it was from like April. So you think four months it would have healed? And well, now I People well, aren't very healthy.
0: What's he doing to, to see, make it better? Yeah,
1: this guy was
2: definitely not yeah. healthy. So imagine no. his calcium intake. Was he a, a relatively
0: fit guy or? Mm. No. Was he a big dude?
2: Uh How
1: about this? He he's, was fluffy. He's like your no, average He's a dad Joe. bod. Yeah. He looks like Cole if he didn't work out. Oh. So like. A little bit more like imagine Cole with a belly on him, no real muscle tone, but because he, he's about your size, right? Um
0: Oh, so he's dad bod. Yeah, total dad bod. Total
1: dad bod. Like we're the, not saying you have a dad kind of, bod. Geezer, I'm, I'm just because no, no, you no, look very no, no. similar to how this guy could
2: look if you. Be was careful, in shape.
0: Cole is very sensitive. I am um, sensitive. Um, you are okay. sensitive.
2: I I just said that. Oh, right. I thought you said you're not. No.
0: Um. So basically, he's the dad bod that they say it's a dad bod so they don't have to feel bad and actually get their ass off the couch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I got you. Yeah, what's up with that recent trend of dad bods being cool? Laziness. Um, It's just like the man bun. Well,
0: that's like Brandon Fokin. Did you see what he and one of his buddies did? They just did a Uh -uh. huge photo shoot um, for the fact that why does a dad bod have to be fucking trash? Yeah. Why well, right. does dad bod have to be trash? And so here they are just ripped on the beach with their kids. Oh, and Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they did the opposite. Like, hello, right. this is a dad bod, too. Like, right. come on. You know, right. why, why do you got to shine such a positive light on something so negative?
1: Yeah. To me, a dad bod is I drink, you know, whiskey every night. I get shit sleep Or just beer, or beer. dude. Yeah, yeah. I eat shitty food and I do nothing with my children. That's to me what a dad
2: bod looks like. Yeah, and I think uh, it's. Well, I wouldn't go nothing, nothing with my, was, my yeah, children. That's a leave reach. that
0: one out. But I just mean like not physically fit. Right. Like right. your GPP or whatever you like to call it is really low. Like yeah. Like you would not survive yeah. a boot camp.
2: No, like if that okay. guy tries to do a ten yard sprint, he's probably pulling a hammy. The yeah. second time. Yeah. The first time he might be able. Right. To, the first know? time <laughs> he
0: would do it because he's like, I'm not gonna fucking yeah. fail this. Right.
2: Second time he'd get cocky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, you know Rook what a dad bot is?
0: A dad bot is straight out of Wedding Crashers. What? Vince Vaughn in Wedding Crashers would be a pretty good example of a dad bod, like dying on the football field. Do you remember oh.
1: how hard it was to come up with his name last week, Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we were talking
2: course. about him. I couldn't fucking. Vince Vaughn. I, I, I had no recall. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: No, dad but bod. I think
2: people are just complacent and they are okay with being a little lazy, and mm-hmm. that's why they. It's ex- the same make reason accepted uh, accepted to have a dad bod.
0: It's the same Not, reason that I, I mean, get really mad about this. <sighs> There's a fine line between being emotionally healthy with your weight and just plain being delusional. And there's a lot of women nowadays who are thinking, I'm happy with the way I am. And I'm like, you're morbidly obese and you're this is not great for you. Like, you don't have to feel like you have to get skinny because someone else wants you to get skinny. I agree with that. Right. You should be able to be happy with who you are. But I do think we need to stop and go... Are you really healthy? Right. You know what I mean?
2: Well, there's different aspects of health. Like someone who's, who's, happy with how they look and even though they're maybe morbidly obese, they're probably pretty mentally healthy if they're mm-hmm. able to accept that and be right. good in their self-confidence. Right. Their chance of heart disease is higher. I was though. gonna say, but right. physical health, mm-hmm. that's a right. that's a totally different thing. There's mm-hmm. all these different dynamics to health and different aspects to health. So mm-hmm. just And how do you
0: find that? How do you find that happy medium between we want to be emotionally and mentally healthy But we also need to be physically healthy because you can be as happy and go lucky as you want. But if you're going to drop dead at 30 because of the fact that you are morbidly obese, I mean, was it worth it to focus completely on your mental health?
2: Right, and you could say that vice versa too. Absolutely, because how many people are well? Look at a bodybuilder on stage. Well, and how that and how jacked they are in their brain. So they're not even they're not even physically healthy at that point. Right, but also like someone who. Is super physically healthy and goes to the gym all the time, is in great shape, good diet. But what's going on in their head? They're physically, the, a lot of the reason they do that is because they're very unhappy with themselves right. or their self esteem is the very other low. Other side of the coin, exactly, right. Right. exactly.
1: Which then you could argue that a dad bot is that happy medium, potentially. You know, it yeah. could be it if, could if be. that dad
2: is somewhat physical, right. Right, right.
1: If his labs
0: are coming like back okay, be, if he's right. not in to a be red zone,
2: fucking no, you don't need yeah. to. As yeah. a dad, yeah. no, because it obviously, you know, I have clients who have kids, and they yeah. their time requirements are very different because right. they yeah. have other responsibilities. So mm-hmm. you can't necessarily dedicate as much time to the gym as possible right. as you used to be able to. So. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a happy medium there, but as long as you know you're healthy and Mm -hmm. you're doing the shit you need to do, then, Mm -hmm. right? Well, it's
0: kind of like my husband. My husband is not a gym fitness guy, but the guy is an outdoors guy, Mm -hmm. you know, like... I thought it was hilarious. He got a little he got a little drunk at the wheat fest and uh, challenged a guy to a push up contest, right? So they mm-hmm. rip their shirts off, and here's my of husband course. with his soul patch in the back, and I'm like, Good God, here we go. <laughs> and he's he's so funny. Soul um, patch
2: in the back. Yeah,
0: he's got like right back on here at the bottom of the back. You know Lower where a trans champ yeah. would be <laughs> on like a chick? He's got the patch. And uh, I love it so much. His little little fur patch. Um <laughs>
1: Okay. This is so how when I'm she's woman him from behind. That's what she's looking at. Oh. I'm kidding. Wait, I had to think about push that for a second. Moving on. Anyway, Fucking so
0: I'm thinking to myself, there's no. Way. weird.
2: God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Welcome back. Okay.
0: Okay, so. Uh, this is the coach's collab. They start this push up competition in this camper full of people cheering them on, and I'm thinking, this is going to be embarrassing. Chuck's going to get like three out and be done, right? He survived. They did like 25 of them in a row, and these were full-on on on toes, full-to-the-floor push-ups. Now, granted, about halfway through, I heard him go, this was a bad idea, but (laughs) the fact that he was able to do it and was still able to be mobile the next day uh, was a pretty big deal. And that was a point where I realized, I'm like, he may not be totally jacked, and he may not go and do the lifting at the gym but he is still pretty physically fit with mm-hmm. the amount of stuff he does outdoors. He's a strong guy. Um, he's got a little belly on him. He likes mm-hmm. to, you know, have a beer every now and then. But I would put him as a total dad bod. Right. But in a in a good fashion. Like mm-hmm. I'd put him yeah. on the good end of the spectrum. A lot
1: of people connect how much body fat you have with how healthy you are. Right. Which is isn't no, no. not necessarily right. a good cause, indicator. Because again, go back to the bodybuilder on stage. Their body fat is really
2: low. Right. But it's so low that they're Sick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can tell they get pretty unhealthy when their face is right. all sunken in. But
1: and... I mean, I'm going to use you as an example again. You ready, Cole? <clears throat> okay. So don't you... get
0: sensitive. Oh, I'm. I'm just going to say. I'm waiting the a fact. sensitive. You alert. You don't beep,
1: have beep. an eight pack. No, I got right. a four pack. Though. Okay. You don't have an eight pack, so you're not, let's say, six percent body fat. <laughs> why no, I'm why you probably.
0: do me and do that.
1: Hey. Because <laughs> because he's horny.
2: Gross. Anyway. Right. No, I'm probably. I'd say 18. Okay. Percent? Uh, Maybe a little lower less. Than that. I'd, I'd say back, 16. Back, yeah. 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 Well, I also hold all my fat in my fucking love handles. Okay. So, okay. like, it's weird. I have, like, obliques in the mm-hmm. mornings. Chicks dig those. But I also go, if you go down two inches and to the right, there's a big old fat love handle sitting there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Chicks dig by them. Your
2: belt, right? How,
0: what are they supposed to hold but, on to when they're doing the reverse cowgirl? I mean, they got to have something. <sighs>
2: I we were going to go a different route there again. I <laughs> <thought folks were laughs> when you're getting
1: pegged, Jesus. that's where I thought you were going. When she's no. pegging you, I got to grab Shock them. Christ. Love handles. God. But again, so using you as an example, you don't have to be. You know ripped out of your mind to be strong healthy in shape because right. like, i mean we've we've talked about your sled pushing story you can still do oh, it.
0: i love that story so much right? because there's so much in your sled pushing story there is the ego there's the competitive dude there is the athletic. oh shit i'm realizing that i'm not as athletic as i could be even mm. though you're a very athletic dude athletic like,
2: but not in shape not like from an endurance yeah, right. Yeah. right. Like yeah. there's yeah. a humble portion of like it. I was still able it, to like, perform, mm-hmm. but it dropped off. But and see, it's
0: hilarious. Like yeah. that is really, I think there's a little bit of everything in that story. But I
2: would, so again, you, we should, should, we you, should, you might, should tell people what episode that is.
1: Oh, Do you it was remember twice. what episode it was? It was twice. Was? So We've you and I about talked it about it when we were in the apartment doing podcasts. Yeah, one of the early ones. And then we just did it two, three episodes ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. It was pretty recent. I don't know. You Less know what I'll five. do? Didn't I will. We, didn't we talk about it that? You know bitch? How about this? Watch them all. Listen to them all. There you <laughs> go. Hit like on them all. Hit subscribe review. if you haven't. Review. Do a review. Oh. And then tell us which episode it is. Thank Here's you.
0: the deal. Like, I've been in our <laughs> yeah, off
2: time. You guys do all the work. Right. Then, <laughs> no,
0: but for reals, you know, that's a really good uh, point you bring up. I'm going to pause you guys for a second because this is really important. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I went to North Dakota and back. Had a lot of time. And the one thing that some of the most popular and that some of the easier to find podcasts have are the reviews. Yeah. Even if you just type in dogs have smelly farts, I don't really care what you type in, Cole but we need the farts. five stars. We need the five stars. The f- mm. when what happens is it's not just like an ego bump for us, but with the way, especially on iTunes, with the way it works mm. is when you start getting those reviews, every time you listen to an episode, if you get a chance, please go and give us a review because every time you get a review, it helps us in the, The ranking. And I know there's millions out there. Yeah,
1: interaction. But
0: Mm -hmm. if you're having constant new interaction, Mm -hmm. that helps kind of bump you to the line. The algorithm changes. Mm -hmm. And so um, when you do get a chance to search for things like a powerlifting podcast, a fitness podcast, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, um, it gives us a much better chance of popping up. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like I said, you know, as much as we love to just sit and chat and we know we've got this nice little core, um, we would love to be able to also reach out and, and reach into other territories as well. And with that comes better guests and more guests and we're reaching into new genres and it's really cool. So, I mean, the long story short is we appreciate your reviews so much. It just takes a second on iTunes, especially same thing on Spotify. You can favorite it. You can like it. You can review it on Spotify as well. When you do that, it legitimately helps us out so immensely. Mm -hmm. And the better we get in those reviews and the more we climb, um, You know, that's when we get a chance to pull on sponsors and we could do things like giveaways and stuff like that, too. So um, if you if you enjoy this podcast at all, if it made you laugh, if it made you want to throw your phone, if if you got anything out of it, a five star review would be amazing. And uh, you can hit that up on iTunes and Spotify.
2: Boom. (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty good. Is that the end of the is episode? She pro? Right there? Like yeah, she right. must be a professional. Yeah, radio it's like DJ she does or something. this shit for a living. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. But
1: again, going back to you not having an eight pack, you're so. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. You don't have to asshole. have Sensitive. super Beep. high <laughs> endurance. <laughs> You, you don't have to have super high endurance well, from no. like a gym standpoint. Because right. well, if if I told you, Cole, I need help moving this weekend, yeah. you could probably get through the day and be just fine. And yeah. at the end of the day, still be strong. And, I mean, so endurance wise, you have it because your workouts are still two hours long at times. You Ugh, still have
2: to, right. Three.
1: Yeah, you still have to come back again and again for three hours. So there's still endurance there, but it just might not be from an aerobic
2: type. It's right. It's very anaerobic and <laughs> like very anaerobic. Right. But I mean, that's kind of, you know, what's funny is like, I think powerlifting is the sport for me because <laughs> my one and done, my five and done. aerobic capacity is trash. Yeah. It's so bad. Like, I mean, I probably reached only reached my peak when I was in wrestling season in high mm-hmm. school and I was still probably the guys that had the least amount of conditioning mm-hmm. in the. In the team, and we all did the same conditioning work. I was just always, I could never sustain it. Mm-hmm. And a thing that But your power I f- output would have been higher. Yes, yes. Right. But something that I found out was I think th- three ish years ago, two and a half probably, um, I did an underwater weighing body weight, body fat percentage mm-hmm. testing thing. So, how, how they do that is they put you in this tub. And you're sitting on, like, a swing thing Mm -hmm. that's suspended in the water. And basically what you do is you sit in there and then you blow all of the air out of your lungs, Mm -hmm. right? And you keep pushing, pushing, pushing all the air out. And then they get a weight measurement on you. So that's basically your... Your fat. Your everything. Like, your body mass. Mm -hmm. They measure the displacement, whatever. I don't know how they fucking do it. But then they go in and they measure your lung your air capacity in mm-hmm. your lungs. And when I was doing that, shit so bad. <laughs> so bad. I did it. I did it the first time. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> Oh, that's right. So you have to blow and the ball yep. goes up yep. type shit. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I did it. I did it the first time. And the guy, the professor there who was, was doing it, he like looked at me he was like, kind of gave me this weird look. He's like, I figured a, a guy with as big of a, barrel chest and everything is yours <laughs> would have a little bit more of a capacity yeah. there. Your capacity like... <laughs> is that of a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> and I was some like shit lungs. Well, I would never done that before so I didn't right. know what if right. I was good or bad and I was like is it really that bad? He's like yeah, that's not you have you just don't have great lung capacity. Mm-hmm. I guess I got little ass lungs or something or
1: I mean it's also something that you never really trained
2: right. or worked out. Right. And it was I mean Your I VO2 played football, max, yeah. I played football so it was literally I mean it's Eight-second sprint. And it's all anaerobic. Right. It's eight-second sprint, and then you have 40 seconds off. Mm -hmm. Eight-second sprint, 40 seconds off. And some of those eight-second sprints, I mean, you're not really doing a lot of moving depending on what the play, you know what I mean? Right, right. So yeah, and it had been. So it could be minutes before you're actually doing a huge
1: yeah, effort. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anaerobic. Right, right. Super you're not anaerobic. You're not a cross country runner. Negatory. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. But then again, a cross country
2: runner—that's the pace they can go. They can't really go right. much faster. And it's if interesting 10 because miles. the different body types and muscle makeups mm-hmm. and efficiency with oxygen it's so different and yeah i mean it can be you it can be bettered because everyone has some capacity to get better but there's just like a level set point where Mm -hmm. some people are just way fucking better yeah
1: you're a power lifter
2: right you're meant to but even even regardless take take everything out of it Mm -hmm. like there's some people that are and just have better lung capacity and So true. Right. And they can sustain a certain level for longer. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people like me who are very fast, explosive. I blow my nut right Mm -hmm. away and then I need a fucking two-minute recovery. Right. A guy like you isn't an
1: NBA player, but you might be a dunk contest player. right? You know what I'm saying? Where you still have the explosive power to do what they do but not sustain like they do exactly exactly. yeah but again you wouldn't see some of the best NBA players deadlifting that
2: much weight in
1: comparison to their body weight and other people so
2: yeah yeah. it's just interesting because people are so I mean their makeups are so different and Mm -hmm. you can I mean you can just tell that like for example someone who is a grinder Mm -hmm. versus someone who is a more explosive person who because like for me especially in the bench press like either it's mostly like it's either I get it or I don't like there's hmm. no like well obviously but also there's like this last it's either going to be smooth hit, or yes. it's going to be sh- it's or not I'm happening not, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna you're not a it. grinder on bench and also this is the same way with all of my lifts I can do fucking singles from like 90% up mm-hmm. like and they'll all look awesome but the second I go for like a double or a triple even at 90% where you should you should should be able to, be able it to for hit a double. like at least for mm-hmm. like four, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I could probably hit my 90% for a double, maybe. And the second rep's not going to look great, but the first rep's going to look really fucking good mm-hmm. and it's going to be fast and explosive. But then I'm like, my body's already, yeah. So when it comes to
1: you're doing sixes and eights on squat or
2: bench, right. that's a
1: rough time. It's for rough you. for me. And yeah. the percentages and it takes me, are so different. And I'll, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I need
2: to adjust my percentages right. down big where time. I might
1: do it at. 75, 80%, yeah. you might be yeah.
2: 70, Yeah, maybe. It's funny, because like right now, because I'm kind of rehabbing my bench, because I was having that peck mm-hmm. issue for a while, literally, I haven't gone over 315 for my rep work, so I'll do, um, that was me, sorry. Okay. Um, Bitch. My fucking, my thing, my volume thing doesn't work anymore, so I just, or my silence doesn't mm-hmm. work. Um, anyways, so... I've literally only been doing 315 for three sets of five on my volume work, but I benched 435. 435. <laughs> yeah, and the week before I benched 425. And you that's know what I mean? not
1: typical. No, usually like, your volume yeah. work will be like 355, especially, 365. Right. and especially right. with
2: bench, mm-hmm. like you don't see someone hit their top single and then pull a hundred pounds oh, off the right. bar. They're doing 40. And then, yeah, and then do five, and then have like their fifth rep slow down. Right. Like, like shit. my <laughs> my fifth rep right now with three fifteen is not a great rep. Right. And it's and that's just how that's just fucking how I am. And right. granted when I do add in volume, I I do adapt to it, mm-hmm. but it takes me a while. Right. Like it'll take me a whole block so, like, that's why when I go into a volume, I'll do like an intro mm. to volume, and then that'll ramp me into a full volume phase because it's if I like jump an right in, deload. if I jump, yeah, if I jump right into like eights on squat, I'll start like I've 225. Squatted, I've squatted 633, right? right? My eights will be at 405. Right. And they will, I will struggle. Right. Because and just doing the act of eight yes. is
1: hard for you. Yes. Just doing eight repetitions. Yes. yes. So, going back to a, Capacity, right?
2: (laughs) There's a reason he's got a couple love handles. Yes, (laughs) I'm built for speed, not fucking marathons. There you go. Yeah, that's what your woman would say. But in that, I mean, and then you just have to realize that. And oh, right.
1: And then you just work it
2: around. So instead of doing,
1: let's say, five sets of eight, you might do eight sets of five. Yeah,
2: you know, that way I'll I'll maximize more more volume Mm -hmm. there because. I'll have to, because those are both, it's going to give me the same volume, reps. Yeah, not equating weight yet, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But I'll be able to get more volume because I'll be able to do a little bit more weight exactly. and the reps will look better mm-hmm. than if I were to do... Five sets of eight, right? You know what I and
1: mean. And I gotta believe if you do five sets of eight, even at a lighter weight, I'm trash the week. The exactly, gone. the yeah. week is gone. Right, because I mean, I mean, just average rest in between. Let's say you're taking your first three of to all, five that's minutes.
2: a four-hour workout for me because I'm taking ten right. minutes because you hate it so <laughs> yes.
1: much. But again, so
2: when you're but doing no, not eight even in a row. hating it, dude, like my recoverability is oh, that really? low. You okay. know what I mean? Just because I'm in horrid shape right now, <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and nationals are coming up in October, Hey, dude.
2: I'm not let's I'm very specific All <laughs> <laughs> right, I can <laughs> do good one at one bitch. rep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah. Which is where I'm the other way I can do so I eights and tens on squats. They just burn me out Yeah, but weight wise if I'm doing it for six
2: I can usually do it for eight right, you know I can just make it happen right and neil's like that too who mm-hmm. I train with he's very if he can like he can, his PR double is probably his PR single. Oh, I'm about that way too. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. I
1: can hit it once, most likely I can make myself do it again. Right. It's right. so hard for me, but I'm also a weightlifter. It's so hard for me yeah, to yeah, yeah. be able to max out my squat when I just did fucking cleans and right, snatches. Right. And yeah. yeah. That's That's very interesting though. But again, so going back to the, instead of eight sets of five or five sets of eight, a lot of people can benefit from doing it that way too, mm-hmm. because now you're only doing five repetitions per set. So your rest periods can be actually be a little bit shorter. Right. So your your work density is better, which is already improving your day. And if mm-hmm. you're able to put on another 35 to 50 pounds right. on the bar. Exactly. Your volume is through the roof. And again, you did it in a shorter period of time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I've done it at times too, whereas like some days where I'm just not very capable of like hitting the weight that I needed to hit yeah. or wanted to hit. I'll just be like, okay, well, I'll just do more reps because instead of fives, I'll do the eights. I'll do the eights because I need to I'll just that intensity piece isn't really there. Mm -hmm. So I'll just drop the weight down, work on technique, and then get a little capacity work in there. Right, 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 right. It's it's and people don't realize that training can be as fluid as that. Oh right. Because They think it's everything so set in stone, but like, it's nice to be able to, once you have knowledge of the, mm-hmm. the facts like that, um, it makes it easier because like, if you're having a shitty day, then instead of fucking sending your head through that brick wall, why don't you modify a little mm-hmm. bit? It'll still be hard, but you're getting your mind off of like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not able to hit this weight for fives. Right. You know what I mean? Change the bar weight, mm-hmm. change your mentality a little bit. Right. Focus on, okay, well, I'm going to push myself here. It's going to be tough in a different way because I'm going to be breathing heavy Mm -hmm. and I'll need to work, think about my technique a little bit more. But that way you're focusing on that and that's not necessarily the weight on the bar that had you messed up before.
1: So I've been learning this a little bit. Let's say my protocol is I need to do a five rep max. Mm -hmm. I don't bench, but I'll use bench as an example. Right. So last week, let's say I got some new five rep max PR. Let's just say it's 315, whatever. You wish. Anyway, <laughs> 315 for 5 would be a, would be a struggle. But anyway, um let's say let's just say it's 315 for you. Let's just say that. It, even though it's more, right? So you did your 5 rep max, but now next week you're having a bad day. You can still do a 5 rep max, but maybe you add some new protocol. Maybe it's with a 2 second longer eccentric yeah, yeah. or with a purposeful longer pause mm-hmm. or maybe When you get heavier in weights in the fours, let's say, when you're pressing, you really rely on your shoulders and you let your elbows flare. Maybe this is a five rep max with keeping your elbows exactly where you want them. Right. You know, so that all of those things I just described are still going to help you get stronger, even though you're having a shitty day. Yeah, man. That's what,
2: and that's what I I think we've talked about. You just got to jot
1: that shit down. I was able to do five without moving my elbows at 275. That way, months down the road, Oh, that's right. Last time I did this because I had a shitty day. It was two seventy five. Let's see if I can do two eighty. Yeah, still way less intensity. Yeah, but.
2: and I've been having this discussion with a couple of my athletes who it's it's kind of in that grind time at for nationals and everything too. Mm-hmm. Where it's we're what six weeks out mm-hmm. and we've been training for a while and it's getting a little monotonous. It's mm-hmm. getting you know you're getting a maybe a little beat up, but mm-hmm. it's you need to. Be able to shift focus on something like that, just to be able to keep your mentality in a good space. Mm-hmm. Because if you go in every day and you just have a shitty attitude, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, last workout went like shit, and then you're like, this and there's numbers like that shit. you're
1: expected to yes. hit. You feel like you have to hit right. them, and you're then f- you don't. Out. Right.
2: Right. So, in that aspect, you need to be able to either get the numbers out of your head, mm-hmm. or just like change focus so that you can get better at another aspect. And I I talk about this a lot, but it's so important because this is gonna help you have more longevity in the sport Mm -hmm. because it's gonna help mitigate burnout. Mm -hmm. So like if something isn't going, you're not feeling as strong as you should. Like you said, focus on a different aspect of training. Still get the work done, modify the weight, Mm -hmm. and then focus on either bar speed, Mm -hmm. technique, I mean anything—just something that you know you need to work on anyway. Exactly, um, because a lot of times people <laughs> don't focus on that stuff when training's going really good, mm-hmm. and then they hit that wall and they're like, "Well, what the fuck is going on?" It's like, right. "Well, you haven't been actually thinking about the movement. You right. haven't been thinking about that those small mm-hmm. little details. Right. You've been just going pedal the metal, pedal the metal, mm-hmm. and then now you hit it, run into that plateau right. and you get all fucking bummed out. That's when you need to, right? You know, close the curtains a little bit." Look back and focus on what really matters because the fucking bar, the weight on the bar, that's the issue I have with this sport Mm -hmm. is the the weight on the bar matters only on that one day. Yeah. Well, and it, 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 it's, yeah, the weight on the bar is just an arbitrary thing, right? Because you're going to be wherever you're going to be. The fact is, the fact of the matter is you just are trying to get better. Mm -hmm. So and it's a long term thing. And you might not, not get even better this year.
1: Right. Or You even, might not get a new PR this year. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> and that bugs the shit out of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in in a good way and and in a right, bad way.
2: Right. Right. It's it's interesting because I have some very young athletes mm-hmm. and I have um I'm just going to use Desi as an example. I was going to say one. I'm
0: over here don't even go there. <laughs> and I have some oldest fuck athletes thanks I'm here Bye.
2: But you you don't really necessarily fall into that because you're still a Beginner. I'm a newbie. Yeah. So you're still seeing gains mm-hmm. all the time. But like for Desi, for one, she recently dropped down a weight class. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big hit on all of her lifts. Right. And then she, so that was meant, but she's, she's good at realizing everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, she
1: probably now thinks instead of weight that I've lifted because I've touched heavier weights, IPF points.
2: Right, points or weights at this body weight. Right, exactly. She's okay with, she's like, okay, well, I, she realizes that she's lighter, Mm -hmm. 10 pounds lighter, Mm -hmm. and she's, you know, at 130 pounds. That's a big difference. That's, yeah, 10% almost. Right, right. So she's really good at categorizing where she's at now Mm -hmm. and not comparing it to where she was before. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I have some younger lifters who don't really have that catalog of experience, who- they get sad, run down everything when they're not necessarily hitting the numbers that they think that they should be hitting. Yeah. And then they let they're it affect their, on, their training. Right. They're running on pure enthusiasm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so especially when you're getting out of that newbie gains phase mm-hmm. where you hit a fucking PR every week and then it starts to slow down, like that's when people run into issues is because it's like, well... The sport was fun when I was fucking right. hitting a PR every week. I mean, right. of course it was. Mm-hmm. But now is when all that little stuff actually starts to matter a little right. bit more. And what's interesting is I was just having this conversation
1: and I used a few people from the gym as an example. I said, Once their newbie gains ran out, all they did was double down. They yeah. they just try harder. Somehow, some way. Yep. They just keep trying they get a spotter that now is lifting the bar off they drive their head
2: through that brick wall and
1: all of a sudden i i'll say look at that athlete they've put on 15 pounds of body fat since last year because again they've just doubled down on Mm -hmm. more one rep max more one rep max trying to get that five pounds that they normally got it's an addiction yeah and i'm like they're getting worse and worse and worse even though their numbers might be going up slightly because they keep gaining weight they're right. doing less capacity, right. you know. They're taking longer breaks. They're using more equipment now, or you know, whatever, yeah. just to hit five more pounds. It's it's very interesting. So, going back a little bit, I you get you guys are six weeks out, and let's say again you feel like shit. The the five rep max bench last week was great. This week it sucks, and now you're working on technique. I just want to remind lifters that the week before the first time I ever clean and jerked three fifteen, I didn't even clean and jerk because mm-hmm. i felt like shit <clears throat> all i did was front squat yeah and i i may have jerked but i cleans just weren't happening right yeah i'm not saying jerked ah uh-huh. but <laughs> jesus but i was having a going. terrible day and this is one week out from you know the peak is supposed to be done i'm supposed to hit this big right. number blah, right. blah 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 but what what did i do i said hey maybe i'll just drive up my front squat for sure that's going to make my leg legs understand hey you can at least drive up yeah. a bigger newer weight and then the next week, it was fine. It right. didn't even matter. It was one week out. Right. And right. that's, especially as you guys are getting really close to nationals, let's say the last max out session you're supposed to have before your competition it goes like
2: shit. Yeah. It d- my my last, before my meet, mm-hmm. my last single was at 585 and it Squat moved. Squat or dead? Squat. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it didn't move great. Mm-hmm. And then But it
1: has no bearing on the day of the competition. Right.
2: But then I could have I could have gone into the meet being like, fuck, you know, getting all oh, nervous right. because I'm like, shit, that, that last that last like single shit. went bad. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in my head and mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all this shit. But the past is the past. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I that's why I appreciate RPE training so much. Mm-hmm. Because it's as long as you hit that prescribed RPE, mm-hmm. it's Get the fucking numbers out of your head. If
1: a 500-pound squat today is an RPE 9, it's a 9. So So it's only 500 pounds, and you can do 600.
2: Right. I just... I. Okay,
0: I'm stopping you for a second. You know what's funny here is y'all make fun of me because I can't do the math ever. I can never do plate math. So you always say to me, I don't understand how you keep getting PRs. I don't understand how you keep getting these. Well, when I load my bar, it's so stupid. But honestly... I have no clue what's on my bar. Right. So I strictly, just know. You're
2: strictly going on how it feels. Right. And how it feels in the yes. color. Like I'm very like, beneficial. okay,
0: so I know that I always start, like my main basic, mm-hmm. like we're getting to work, squat warm up is a blue plate. It's, what is it, tw- is that 20 kilos? 20 kilos. Yeah. yeah. I can't do the conversion fast enough. So when I start and I feel like, okay, we're in a zone where I know this is getting heavier. Right. So I am going to add in, I'm adding white. White is pretty, pretty basic. I know. You know what I mean? Like, and I know you guys always laugh at me, but that's exactly what it is, is I'm not looking at a number. I'm going, okay, I'm going to add this on and see how it feels. Yeah. And And I want to say, I
2: want to say too, like, this is, all this is very easy for me to say because I don't have an issue with attachment to numbers. For whatever reason, I just don't, I've never struggled with hitting, like, when I hit four plates for this first time, that wasn't a big deal to me. When I hit five, it wasn't a big deal because for me, the numbers were just arbitrary. It was like, okay, well, I've done all of this work and I hit this for this last time. So, so there should be no no issue it's, for it's one. Going Because I've already done all the work leading into this, it's going to be there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just like for whatever reason, the the way that I think about it, I don't have an emotional attachment to the numbers. Like, it's just not, like, it's cool. Like, when I first pulled 700 pounds, like, yeah, that was cool. But, like.
0: But you don't, you know what? It it's not even an emotional attachment. I want to, I think you could even direct it even tighter into that. Because I think it's a fear attachment. I think it's a, Um, a lot of us have either a fear or a complete anxiety. intimidation. Yeah. Or anxiety about that number because. We're always fighting to have the bigger, better lift as power lifters. Yes,
2: and people just put and a And we don't lot understand,
0: into, yeah, we don't get put, what our potential is. They put
2: benchmarks on numbers, right. right? So, like, if you know, it's a big deal for someone when they first bench two plates. You know what I mean? Or they first hit 315. Like, that's a really big deal. To that might be
0: why I have literally stalled out every time I start to get really close to being able to add in that. Like, if you had told me in my last meet that I was going to be pulling 286... I probably would have missed it. It right. would have got in my head, and I would have, I would have, I would have freaked out. I'd been like, "Holy crap! Don't fuck this up!" But instead, all I did was I focused on the lift because we don't think about. You're very lucky. You have kind of, a, for lack of better terms, you have a very old soul mentality about things. Because you kind of step back and you tend to be a little slower to the go of, I'm going to sit back, I'm not going to get overly hyped, I'm going to look at what's going on. But the majority of us when we walk into the gym, especially because like we are not 100% fitness in the gym all the time, we have a million other pieces moving in our lives we get hyped. We get excited because that's mm-hmm. our time and we feel like don't waste your fucking time because we don't get it very often. So when we get in there, that's one of the reasons I don't want to know what's on that bar because I will completely fucking second guess myself. Yeah, a lot
1: of people do. Yeah. And I mean, for me, 140 scares a lot of people. Honestly, 100, 140 kilos. When, yeah. when
0: people will ask or, me what i
1: 220 mm-hmm.
0: like they were like, hey, what's on that bar when I was doing some warm up squats and I was like, it's like 95 pounds are like, holy crap. I'm like, that's not very much. You know, in my brain, I'm going, right. it's not very much. But it's funny how until you felt the weight, like I would have never guessed that I would have pulled 286 and that it would have felt that great. But here's and now that I have, I have to say, here's I'm like, I have to say.
1: oh, it's, yeah, it's only 130. Yeah. Right. But it, but it's a different mentality. You got to go into it like, well, I can do 130 today, but, you know, you could probably do 132, 132. Right. Well, that's what I mean, though, is
0: we don't trust in ourselves enough. We're not confident enough. And you also have to look. There are very few athletes that are going to come into, let's say, competition. Let's say a meet day. There's very few athletes that are going to come into meet day and be 100 percent happy with their programming ahead of time. And what they put in. So
2: rare. Right. And so
0: you second guess yourself.
2: Rarely peaks go well. You know what I mean? They never go you get
1: Perfect. one day wrong and the whole week is fucked. Right. Well, and right, then yeah. you
0: know what happens that one day could have been four weeks ago, mm-hmm. but when you get ready for the platform, you think to yourself, you know what? I really fucked myself that one week. Mm-hmm. So is that going to affect what I'm about to do? Right. And it's, you would think that we could all just go, it's not a big deal. Let it go. And it's easy to say that, but when the pressure is on and that not everybody's like me and a total dick and does way too many meets in a year, most people only get two chances a year right. to get onto a platform and, and, and have that opportunity to make a dent. Yeah. To make a dent in not only the grand scheme of powerlifting, but also it's like it's like a big test day. It's an exam day. And you're trying to take everything you've learned and bring it into one spot. And so if, I guarantee if you were to check any of your athletes who have really bad anxiety about the platform, ask them if they have test anxiety.
2: Yeah. See, and that's where I differ because I'm such... I get amped up, like, I would get literally excited for tests. Mm-hmm. Like, I was all... And I've, Watch I, this, bitch. Yes, because yeah. one, I had, I think it's probably partly because I had good experience taking tests because I did well, right? And then, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm a... I've said this before, but I'm a gamer. Like, mm-hmm. on game days or on test days or on meet days, I always find this other level where I can somehow summon whatever it you is. You pull shit
1: out of your ass exactly. or whatever
2: you gotta do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I think... That coupled with my ability to separate myself from the numbers and not get anxiety about numbers and all of that, I let's it's and again, it's easy for me to say this shit because I don't experience mm-hmm. I also anxiety have, from numbers. I have to
1: ask you a couple things. So, let's say it's a 100 question multiple choice test. Yeah. If question 14, you don't know the answer, question 15, you're not thinking about 14 anymore. Absolutely not. You just I move skip on. it. And I bet money it, you never go back and check your answers. Nope. Because you, you believe yeah. in your gut instinct. I don't yes. check you know what I'm my saying? answers yes. either. Dude, right? But huge. So many people are like, oh, shit, I got to go back to 14. And they and, think. Uh, is it A, B, C, or D? Fuck, fuck, fuck. And yeah, then. That was never me. No, I will no. go
0: back to blank answers. Like if I didn't yes. answer something, right, yeah, I right, will yeah. go back to blank. And it's funny because. See if you um, think
1: of it later. Yeah. yeah.
0: Look at it this way. I am the same way on meat day, except I still don't want to see my numbers. Hmm. So I figured out a way to cope with my little bit of anxiety coming in. Like, I love meat day. Meat day is exciting. Meat day is the kind of day where um, in the amount of meats that I've done, which is a small handful in comparison to some power lifters, but I have had massive teachable moments at every single one of those. Mm. And it was a really proud moment for me when you made a comment that I kind of looked like a veteran on the platform on this last one because that's what I want. Mm. I want to be able to be at a point where when I step on that platform, I'm doing it right so that that's all I need to focus about is I'm just going to go and pick up this bar. Right. I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. I'm because gonna, you've I,
2: gotten more comfortable in yeah. that environment. Right. And And so
0: what my point is, is we can't all be in the level of, you know, what if you are the person who has the anxiety? Mm -hmm. What if you are the person who is constantly, how do we get out of that mindset? And I have a really good idea on someone we could potentially bring in on the cast in the future that can help with that. It's about emotional attachment to things. Um, You probably, and if you want to look it up, I highly recommend it. Um, It's called emotional intelligence because Mm -hmm. what we don't realize is a lot of times our emotions will completely hijack our actions. Absolutely. they completely hijack us. Absolutely. And I went through um I'm going to you know what I will look it up and I will put a link um up but um basically it's um emotional intelligence 3.0. Um it's about your EQ. Yeah. Not your IQ, your EQ. It's a fantastic book. It's a short read, it's an easy read. It's not one of those that gets all full of a bunch of crap and makes you go, "What guy in a suit is writing this at his desk just for his masters?" Right. Like it's a really, really good book. It has action steps. And when you purchase the book, um, you can take a quiz online and then you get a code. You can take your quiz online for what your IQ is and where you're strong and your and your weak points are. And then after you've gone through some of the stuff in the book, you can go back and take it again. We actually used it as a group book club thing with a couple of the women in my office. And it was amazing how much of a game changer it was when it comes to not only preparing and understand the preparing points in big things, but also the amount of cool that we have been able to keep mm-hmm. in intense situations, right? And I right. think
2: a lot of that stuff is too, is like those tests and things. It makes you aware, right? Of yeah, it that's huge. Because then you can combat it when you mm-hmm. actually become aware of the issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because otherwise, if you don't know, you don't know right you which know, is another I mean,
0: reason why you need a good coach. Um, you know it's not even just coming up with those are you aware of your nutrition or are training you aware? Partners. or training partners who are fantastic about going, here's the deal as much as you got that you had shit form on this you're you know you I noticed you don't have as much ankle flexion in this one or you're not hitting depth on this and
2: again just making them right. aware and yep. that's and it's interesting that we're talking about this because I just had a conversation with an athlete this morning. Uh, where he was just hat like it was just a tough week for him, mm-hmm. and like he had some stuff personal stuff happen, um, and there was two days where he he left the workout early because he wasn't he just kind of wasn't in a good mindset. He talked himself out of doing the work, and which I can relate to a hundred percent. And what I told him is, hey man, you should. And he trains alone. I said you should look for someone to train with. Yeah, because. I experience the same exact thing. If I train alone, I will somehow I'm I talk I'm myself a ver- out of big I lips. Say, I talk myself very, out of all of it. I'm a very persuasive person. <laughs> I will persuade myself to not do the work because One, yeah, my you know, my hammy's a little bit tight. I don't want to push this. You know, I don't want to... Or how about this one? Or I
0: don't have a spot, so, you know, I'm not really going to push this. Exactly.
2: And I find... plates, bitches. Well, and I find myself... Calm down.
0: Calm down. I find
2: myself doing that. And one, maybe part of that is I just need to get better at having mental toughness to Mm -hmm. get through the shit like that. But also, when I am with people and training with people, I do not experience that at all. Because, one, the environment of having someone who's either doing the same thing or doing something very similar. It's, and and in a way, you get to show off. That, and also, that's why I ask everyone, hey, what do you have today? Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, I have four sets of five. So Working I'm going to fucking know if you only do three sets, I'm going to call you out because, hey, dude, you told me you had four sets. You, mm-hmm. What's up with the last set? And I do the same thing. to I tell people what I have. Mm-hmm. One, to hold myself accountable because it'd be easy if I knew I had four sets, but they didn't. And I'll only do three and be like, "Yeah, that was my last one," mm-hmm. you know, because one, either that one was hard, and I, my ego doesn't want me to take weight off the bar, or for whatever reason. So, what it, helps me is, so a lot
1: of times I do work out alone because yeah, it's you in do the a lot. of the day, yeah. but if I'm attempting a PR or doing something crazy, I always get in the habit of telling somebody, yes. a coworker or yes. something, "Hey, I'm gonna snatch 250 today," or yep. you know, whatever, and they'll always come up and they're like. Did you do it? No. Right. But I took 3 attempts at it or you know you, you yeah. tell them the best. but it's hold, not but it's put, not
0: no I decided right. not to do you it.
2: Exactly. Put things in right. place to hold yourself exactly. accountable. Exactly.
1: And with your athlete maybe he just needs to send you a message that morning like I'm going to do all of my or I'm going yes. to do this today because well, his issue check in his issue too. His
2: issue is too is he gets bummed if um he doesn't hit the number that he wanted right. to. So what we're going to do moving forward is we're going to just take the singles out. I of think I training. know who
0: this athlete is too. You don't even have to say the name. I'm pretty sure I know who it I is. I don't think you do. Ooh. Yeah, well, you have another athlete that is in the same kind of a realm though.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have. Well, let's be honest. Most of us are kind of,
2: you guys in are all head cases. <laughs> um, that's why it's they true. hire coaches. But so. you
0: know what? There is one thing that you guys are forgetting about. And it's something that I've actually utilized before. Um, I would say 99.9% of all of us have a little device called a phone And a little device that has either data or Wi-Fi and call somebody. FaceTime them do a Snapchat live video. I have actually called video chatted with friends. I've, I have FaceTimed with you before and put you up and had you watching and you're in my ear and I can hear you talking when I was in like a position where I'm like, I got nobody. I have called other friends who were power lifters and I've had them watch my sets before. Um, shit, I've even, I mean, nobody really wants to watch my Instagram live feeds of me lifting. Let's be honest. There's nothing exciting happening,
2: but that's another but way. Knowing it's yeah. there.
0: Even if I don't save it for 24 hours, Knowing it's there and that someone could pop on and be watching it, it holds me accountable. Plus, I've been very lucky to also, through those moments, I've built better relationships with people at a distance because it sucks. I mean, sometimes we don't have anybody. I have the weirdest hours ever. I either have to work it around being a mom with a kid and a full-time job and everything else. Sometimes I'm in the morning. Sometimes I'm at night. But the other thing to think of, too, is you don't have to have a power lifter to be your gym buddy.
1: Right. No. You just
0: have to have somebody. Like when I ask people to go to the gym with me, I don't. This isn't like we're going to hold hands and run around together. It's not like this is we come at the same time. We do our own thing. Right. And we go. Vanessa comes all the time. She's not doing the big three right now. She's getting ready to take. I don't know if you know this, but she's getting ready to go to the police academy.
2: Yeah. She has to take
0: the big test. Mm -hmm. So she's doing a lot of other stuff, but she's always there. And she will always be and like, just the "What do of, you need?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And she'll be like, "Are you really done?" And I'm like, eh, "Nope, yeah. Yeah. I'm what, not." What
1: works for my wife is the fact that that's she That's com- weird.
2: The thing that's that weird, you just my said, my that. wife. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Is,
1: <laughs> is when she comes home, it's how did it go? Yeah. Yep. I wasn't there. She's alone. She does her thing. But oh, jerks didn't go well, or this, that, or the, or this went really well, and. It just, it it is nice. It is nice to have that. It's
0: taken almost two years for my husband to come around to this whole fitness thing. I don't think he really understood it for the longest time. It was just something that took me away from the house. Mm -hmm. And after this last meet was the first time he literally looked at me and he goes, I'm proud of you. And I was like, What? Like, I literally almost fell out of my car. Yeah. Um, But I didn't have that forever. Like, so that's what I did is even mm -hmm. if you don't have the spouse to come home to, or the girlfriend, or the boyfriend, or the brother, or the mom, even if you don't have anybody sitting at the house waiting for you to root you on we are out here you know what shit hit me up on instagram i will fucking do what i need to do to make sure that you get through your set if it mm-hmm. cuz we all have those days you might be the most amazing lifter on your own all the time and never have that issue but there will come a day
2: and what it what it sounds like is we're just talking a lot about support systems mm-hmm. you know and that's huge and i i mean just having it's it's one thing that i have very recently figured out the importance of Because I didn't have a lot of support in the past and I've had to figure out how to reach out to other people for that support. And it's giant, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, and it's not
1: even just with weightlifting. No, 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 no.
2: Yeah. It's like having, you can't power lift well if something's going on at home. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. Because yeah, yeah. So it's just having a community of people that you can, that can relate to what you're going through Mm -hmm. or actually fucking care mm-hmm. you know what i mean like people i mean and and granted there are people who don't know that that are in your life that have no idea about weightlifting don't understand it mm-hmm. don't get it but
0: they're still supportive
2: yes yeah yes they, they understand still, stress and they, they care understand. about that they care that you care about it mm-hmm. yep and what i was going through before is they didn't care that you cared about it. Mm-hmm. And that was tough because it is, it's is—it's almost sucking. because It's mm-hmm. like sucking it out of me because I'm mm-hmm. like, one, I know that they don't care. So then even when they feel forced to ask, you know they're fe- yeah. feeling... Or yeah. even when to keep they don't care, it
0: still bothers you because you know it's not there. But there's that little spark in you that goes... It's like with my husband. There was that little spark all the time going, please, just... Can you just... Kind of be supportive of it. I mean, I'm strong enough woman to go do this on my own. Right. I'm gonna stand up mm-hmm. and go do it anyway. But that day that I came home, and he said, "I'm I saw on Instagram and I'm proud of you." The day that uh, the other day when he looks at me and I had taken a I took a complete mental two week break, and um, he goes, "You're really you're really not gonna go to the gym?" And I go, "No." And he goes, "Why not? You love to go to the gym."
2: Right. And I was like, right. "Oh."
0: Huh, that was like the best thing he could have ever said to me. That was better than concerned. him actually ripping out yeah. an I yeah, love you. And, you know, because he, right. he
2: cares that you care. again, right. yeah, yeah. And he
0: understands how both physically and mentally important going to the gym is for me because it's not just something that lights a passionate fire inside me that I really and truly love to go do. Because mm-hmm. um, as you saw yesterday, I didn't even do any of my big three, but I had a great day at the gym yesterday. Right. Yeah. I love being in that environment. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was then. Supportive of, I know my physical and my emotional health by going, hey, hey, hey. Seriously, you need to talk to me. Why aren't you going? Mm -hmm. And then I did. I I discussed what was going on, and you know, mentally where I was at, and and what I felt like I needed to do for a priority shift for those two weeks. And it was. See, and what happened
2: was that opened up a door for that little bit of conversation. Mm -hmm. So then, so then now he knows where you're at mentally. That may not even be related to lifting, right? You know. So yeah, it's just it's it's nice when you have that those people around you and it it's I mean because some people are just in positions where they fucking love it and the people around them don't get it mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's tough and I can relate to that but that's why this wonderful Instagram or Facebook thingy that we have can be a good tool for you because you can reach out to people that do care about what you care about And then use them as that kind of resource for emotional, mental support. And if you see somebody going through something
1: on Instagram, and this is why a lot of the higher level competitors post something on Instagram. Sometimes they need a pep talk too. Well, and that's because they might post something like "Today sucks so so fucking much." So
2: think about this: if someone, if it sucks bad enough, where people are willing to post that it sucked, right? And they're willing, like, then they're really reaching out because. Mm our egos make it so we don't want to post right. when right. we're going right. through bad shit. Right. But if you're willing, if someone's to the point where they're willing to post that, mm-hmm. then it's probably a good chance that you can reach out to them and just say, hey, um, what's up? Right. Have a conversation and just talk about, hey, you know, I've been through that. This is what helped me Right. or whatever. And sometimes or just it's just being or don't even you don't even yeah. necessarily need to say anything. Right. Just so that they can freaking mentally dump what they're what they're going through because for me that's the big that's I need to talk. Vent. Yeah. Because I am a very cerebral, I fucking have all this shit. I think about a lot of stuff all the time. And what can happen is I let it spiral Mm -hmm. because I just go over it again, go over it again, go over again. And I self self perpetuate things that may not even be reality. Mm -hmm. So what happens when I am able to verbalize it or text it out. I'm able to look at it at a different in a different aspect, mm-hmm. and then that way I can process it differently because you actually look at the facts. Because if mm-hmm. I'm talking about it, I'm not going to fucking say, you know what I mean. I'm going to be realistic about what's happening, mm-hmm. whereas just in my brain I might not be. So just having someone to use as a resource to just dump right. on, like I mean, well, let's take a look at talk We talk oh. multiple times a week, right? And it's, it's crazy. And like it's, I
0: feel bad for him a little bit, but at the same time you know, I realized too that the other thing about these support systems is never feel bad because it's always going to be an ebb and flow. Yes. You know, there was a time when it was Cole coming to me going, I don't know what to do with this. What should I do with this? Am I, am I looking at this wrong? Then it, it flips and it was me for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Some weeks it's both. Some mm-hmm. weeks it's nothing. You know, it's think of it almost like a friendship, but a friendship that has, um, a way more finite focus, right. especially when, when it comes down to that. But the thing that is really important that I think you just said is that having that dump moment is such an amazing moment of transparency. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And most people it is it is hard to be transparent. Like we always say, oh you're doing it for the gram or you don't ever show your failures. I think there's something you need to step back from that and you need to look at the reason potentially why to open yourself up and expose yourself to real feelings that you're having to open yourself up to not having a good lift to opening yourself up to maybe not being a great person that day Mm -hmm. or making a bad decision. Maybe it was a week's worth of bad decisions is extremely hard and it takes a level of bravery inside. And sometimes it takes that getting to that point where you're like, I just, I got to get this off my chest. I need some Mm -hmm. help. I need a rah, rah. I need a cheerleader right now. And so that's what, Sometimes when you get to that point, we'll push you over that edge. And all of a sudden, this honest post will come out Mm -hmm. and people will go, holy fuck, I had no idea.
2: And there's times, too, where I have literally typed out a long post like that.
0: But never posted it. But
2: never posted it because it was literally in the act of me typing it out. Made you feel better. yeah. It made me feel better. And I'm like, I'm over this now. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just it was just like some type of therapeutic type thing. And then I ended up not posting anything. Right. And you've made a decision in your
1: life not necessarily recently, but in the recent year where you had a support system that, let's say you were spiraling out of control. You went to the gym and thought about it only more. Right. Then you were busting your ass in the gym, mm-hmm. but maybe you had a terrible day. Yeah. Now you go home and all you want to do is talk about it, but then all at the same time you're like, I can't, can't. talk about it. Yeah. Right. So you bottle it up. Now the next day you're still, still spiraling. Pr- yep, exactly. And still spiraling. So, exactly. Yeah. Well,
0: and I think it's also important if you are going to become... Like, you made a
1: good decision. If yeah. you're
0: going to become a support member... You have to be open enough too to be able to tell that support, like, let's say it's you. Be
2: fucking honest
0: about what you need.
2: Well, and also because some people just want to talk. Well,
0: hold on though. I know where you're going with that, but I'm saying like when it comes to that communicative line, some like for me, sometimes I don't need you to fix it. I don't want you to fix it. I mm. just need you to listen and acknowledge yeah. that you're hearing what See, I'm same saying. Same thing goes on there. Instagram.
1: Right? Same yeah. thing goes on Instagram. Sometimes yeah. just saying we're here for you. That's all yeah. you have to say. Right. And yeah. But
0: then you have to be open. If you're going to have like, nobody is going to have 55 people that are this person for them. You might only have one. You might have five. But you have to be open with that person and be like, okay, here's the deal. I'm about to spew some stuff at you. I really just need you to listen. Yes.
2: So how about this? Yeah. As the person who's receiving that information from someone... Maybe you should ask them first, hey, do you want me to, you know what I mean? Just be like, because sometimes they don't necessarily want or even need your response or logical answer to what they're going through, because they probably already realize that and don't need it reiterated Mm -hmm. to them. Right. But also, if someone is literally asking, for your opinion on the topic mm-hmm. that's when you can kind of be like right. okay you're in the wrong here or you're in the right here right. maybe you should go about it this this and this right don't talk like traditionally men, a lot of people okay, a lot want to talk would, about themselves i will be right. to-
0: i'm to- right? totally notorious about i d- i speak in anecdotes a lot and so i tend to use a lot of like my life experience stories yeah. to try yeah, to yeah, yeah. relate. Yeah. And so that's not
2: good. A lot of times, right. because they wanted to, it needs to be about them in right. that moment.
0: And I am absolutely open enough with the relationship I have with you, Cole, right. that I, I mean, I can kind of tell there's times and I try to remind myself that a lot too, um, that, it's it's every person is so different because I have a couple of friends that that's what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. They want to hear that someone else had that same experience right. because it makes them feel not alone. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's others, which is funny because me being the person who adds to it. Half the time, I'm the one who's like, I just want you to hear what I'm yeah. saying, mm-hmm. you don't know. Fucking so
2: talk about you. I don't care right? about you. Right and now.
0: you can say that to me, like yeah. you can, yeah, yeah. Li- Cole. You could literally on the phone go, Stevens, I got it, but I really got to get this out, and I'd be like, All right, go, right. And and I don't, I don't get butt hurt about it, right? Because we have been very open with each other yeah. in our relationship, mm-hmm. and we've had some times where it's been like. Whew, I'm like okay okay and like two days later I'm like hey I'm really sorry to that and you're like no I really didn't and I'm like okay okay okay. well, move well on. And here's
2: the thing too is when you have a relationship like that you know that the person isn't fucking trying to hurt you like right. they they have like I'm never gonna try to intentionally like say something that makes you mad but I may say something that comes off wrong or I said it the wrong way or at the wrong
0: time or something yes, like that yes yes where absolutely I
2: didn't mean it to have that effect on you and I'm genuinely sorry but like, you but you I mean? also
0: aren't afraid in a, in, in that type of a situation too. We're not afraid to say the things that might kind of hurt because they need yeah, to be yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if I ask but you if my ass looks okay big in a pair say. of jeans and I know for a fact that it does and you tell me no, I'm like, you're officially out of the circle. Well, like right, you gotta because be honest.
2: That's okay. Cause like I just said, you're going to know that I'm not meaning to hurt you with mm-hmm. anything I say. So right. if I'm just genuinely telling you the truth, then you can't hold it against me. Right. You know, but you also have to be vulnerable. Yeah. 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 Which is And huge. like you were just
1: saying, men. Men typically want to fix things. Women typically want to give examples. So if you have an issue where you just want somebody to have the same experience, most often if you talk to a woman, that's what you're going to get. For me, if I ever talk to a man about a problem, I'm expecting that man to help me figure this shit out. Right. If I'm talking to a woman about it, I just want to feel like I'm... Mm-hmm. experiencing yeah. something someone else has and so that's I don't feel alone
0: ridiculously good relationship advice in general mm-hmm. you know you that's have to understand have who you're chatting with a wife.
2: right you know right because they're they go to different exactly person for different needs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah Courtney loves
1: when we talk about the gym and we just share our experience of what happened today mm-hmm. but now if I'm having some big fucking problem I need help on I'm not necessarily talking to Courtney about that right yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Which is why it's nice to see my husband come along because he's gonna look at me and he's ridiculously honest with me. Like, a, <laughs> god damn it, Chuck, he's so honest. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I am talking to him about being in a rut about something, he'll literally look at me and go, "Well, did you fucking go
1: to the gym exactly. today?" Yeah. Yes. and I'll be like, That's, ah. "He tries to fix it," but when yeah. he doesn't
0: and he ignores me or he'll go, "You know what? I don't even know why you're concerned about the gym when this house needs cleaning or something mm. like that," and I'll be like,
1: "You're not fucking listening to what I say." <laughs> yeah. So but, yeah, I totally agree. But you agree. might call up your best girlfriend and say the same shit. And get out of that
0: something totally different. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Totally different. Yeah. Usually, my dad, if I ever call him, he's on high alert. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit Why are you hit calling? the fan Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. shit hit the fan. Because usually, if I call, something is major, or if it's if it's not major, I'll wait until I see him. Then it's just
2: fine. But if right. I
1: ever call him, he goes right into I need to fix something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some That's shit funny, right? Hit the because fan. like,
2: I, same thing with my dad. Mm-hmm. Like if I actually call him, something's bad or yeah, something. I need an answer now. Yes. Help me. But like, me. How yeah. many times does your mom call you just to like chat? It's I don't like, like, have time for you, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Target. You're like, so Mom, I'm, I'm driving. Right. Well, That's I'm so at tr- Target. Right. I'm like, right. why? That's so true though because right. like uh, I don't My have, mom will message me. Yeah, uh, Right. I don't have How's like... Bullshit, like not Dude. bullshit, but like just random. Chuck's the same way. Yeah. Chuck
0: doesn't call me to say no. what are you doing. He no. calls no. me to go. I need something, or yes. here's what's up. Right. And he he doesn't like it when I call because I'll be like, so I need this. So hey, so what's going on? Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, like, are you done?
1: But it's yeah. also something you want to consider for <laughs> for let's say yes, talking to your mother. Aware. Sometimes yeah, you yeah, just yeah. need to talk to her. Yep. Just let her have her side of the well, thing. Yeah, and also
0: right? let's look at it. Let's bring it back to powerlifting. You look at it not only as in like your gym partner, because there's a lot of, you know, it's not like all the women work out together with all the women. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of mixing in there. But also as a coach, when you're looking at both your male and female athletes, you're going to have that. It's like any diagram where there's the two circles and there's that little overlay in the middle. But you're going to have those two dichotomies of Mm -hmm. the two people. It's kind of like Jocko. Is it Jocko that has the dichotomy of leadership? leadership? Mm -hmm. A very good book. And it talks about the fact that... People always say, don't be a micromanager. Mm-hmm. Well, don't be too much of it. He doesn't talk about that. He talks about how there's a fine, uh, like, game between micro mm-hmm. and macro management and the fact that all of your employees are going to be different. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out how much of one and the well, other and that's, each is yeah, that's and how do you bring to them right. to the middle? Your goal isn't to not be a micromanager and not be a micromanager. Your goal is to be that middle. Like, how yeah. do you find that beautiful balance right. in between um, and... We've actually, I think we've mentioned a couple different books. We'll put links up for those. Right. Uh, they're really good reads. Um, Jocko is w- a little more he male.
2: Has, yeah, yeah. He's well, he
0: has Dichotomy of, of, leadership, of leadership and, and then, then the one uh, before it. Um,
2: discipline Equal. Uh,
0: no, it's. Um, I forget. That was my glasses on my microphone. Because um, Dichotomy of
2: it was, Leadership was the second one. one. Yeah.
0: The first one is really the first one is what I I can't remember which one I have at home now. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, because I was listening to a podcast where he was talking all about it, Mm -hmm. and he kind of talked about he kind of basically you know cliff noted it. Um,
2: But it's good regardless. Oh my god, now I'm looking it up. Yeah, look it up. But again, Um,
1: stereotypically. So, majority wise, I would say women, they want you to give your experience. Let's say in weightlifting, mm-hmm. if I have an athlete that says, you know, I'm having this problem with my snatch, first thing she wants to <laughs> hear is, I've when that, I was having yeah, this problem, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's what I did. Right. Where a guy is saying, I have this problem. I don't They don't give a, a fuck of, about dude, what happened a, in your life. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me what I need to exactly. know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's funny. That's extreme, stereotypical, extreme, right?
2: ownership. Yeah. extreme
0: ownership. Extreme ownership. There yeah. it is. Yeah, Jocko Willink um and he's a former Navy SEAL.
2: Yeah. So if you're and a dude a and you don't
0: usually read, it's black, a yeah, you're going to love it. It's a great a, read. Or
2: just fucking get the audiobook cuz he has right. a badass voice too. Right.
0: Okay, big tip of the day. I just read this. It's this a super cool thing. Um, So, if you've ever had somebody who looks at you and goes, Well, audiobooks aren't as good as regular books. You should be sitting down and reading a
2: book. Fuck out of my False. face. False. Yeah.
0: False. Turns out they just did a study that says they looked at the difference in our brains between listening to an audiobook and reading a book, correct? Here's the deal it doesn't matter how you get the story into your brain, right. your brain responds the exact same way. So, if you've ever had somebody say, Well, you should actually You're be not reading actually the book. You're not actually right. reading. It doesn't matter. You're still getting that same response. Right. You're still getting all of that same stuff. Now, so it just comes down to what you like. It just
1: depends horse. upon: Are you the type that is a visual learner? Yep. You need to read it. Yeah. If but also an auditory. Or like auditory. Read. I'm learner. fucking at work or driving. Right. Yeah. But some people can't.
0: Yeah. Some people can't listen to it and take it in. Some right. people like I am, yeah. for example, with things like math. I am extremely visual. I have to. You have to sit down. Write it out. I have to learn visually Mm -hmm. for a lot of my things. Um, But it it hasn't, until podcasts got a little more popular, I couldn't listen to books either. Mm -hmm. But once I started listening more often and bringing stuff in... Mm But at the same time, I still can't have a lot of, but I still can't have a lot of distractions. Like I could never listen to something audio like that while I'm working out or while I'm trying to do something else. I can listen to music.
2: That's where I'm at. Whereas like, that's why a lot of times, well, I'm not, I don't, I don't even really hear lyrics Mm and music, but once I do start to hear them, it's very distracting to me. (laughs) Like when I'm lifting. Yeah. Like if I'm doing a top set, like if for some reason that I'm like tuned into the lyrics, It'll pull me out of my headspace. That's mm-hmm. why for a while I was strictly listening to like EDM or dubstep when mm-hmm. I was training because there's no lyrics, no lyrics. in it. Yeah. So
1: I would be curious, do we have more female listeners or male? Because most of our content is us talking about our experience. We're not all the time giving hard hitting facts like, a you know,
2: yeah, it's a lot of bro science, <laughs> right? But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you
0: Where, know, we actually, um, that would be a really good thing, and you know, reviews would help because we'd be able to see who yes, we are. There we right. go. Uh, no, um, which if you haven't already, five stars would be wonderful. iTunes mm-hmm. go. Jesus, okay, um, they get it. Hey, do they though? Do they though?
1: But you I know will this say, is an issue of mine. I will say for the male listeners mail that. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> maybe not you just get for the. So mail, weird about but it. For the listeners that do want that just info right now, go to my website. Hey, GetComplete.net, complete. And the reason I say that is or or go on YouTube and find the Slutum complete HP,
0: athlete. HP, all that stuff. Complete athletes. I have just
1: answers. Just I'm not talking about, oh, in my day I... No. If you want a stretch, I have a stretch for you. If you want certain info <laughs> on vitamin D or I have that info for you, you don't have to try to pull it out of what we're talking. We got that shit. GetComplete.net well, motherfucker.
0: Um, after TCO, I discovered a little pod of women who religiously listen to this podcast.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: And they are all Masters 1, 2, and up. Yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. They are so... They love it. And I actually apologize because I was like, uh... Um, we get okay. a little dirty sometimes.
2: Yeah, Sorry but, about oh, that. Also, yeah. fucking everyone likes... The, Dirty jokes. I know. Yeah, exactly. For for sure. yeah. Just because you're fucking the older ladies old, that I yeah, trained, they're they the dirtiest dirt sons of the <laughs> <bitches> ever. <laughs> Holy shit! They're like, grody ass motherfuckers. Like puppy. a
1: 25 year old girl is not saying the same jokes no. as a 55 no, year old absolutely. woman. Oh yeah. Not. Holy not. shit! No. All
2: right, let's. Uh, what are we at? One thirteen. Let's bring this sucker in for a landing. We got more to do today. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> okay. That's no. where, so
0: we're back to bitch. the awkward endings,
1: no, right?
2: So in closing, <laughs> right. give us reviews. Go to complete completegetcomplete.net mm-hmm. and learn some stuff, and also make our podcast bigger. And if
1: you need some help, if you need <laughs> somebody reach to go to you, someone, yeah. reach out to us on Instagram. Reach out to anybody. You know what? Yeah. Here's the Absolutely. thing: is we
0: might we are three totally different people in this room right now. One of us, if we are not available, one of us knows somebody we can try to put you in touch with, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not, it's not something where I'm going to be like, well, there's this one doctor I know. No, this is about finding that, that, that mental, um, that mental network, Mm -hmm. that motivational network. And, uh,
1: yeah. And if you haven't figured it out, Brooke is definitely the one that if you need somebody to kind of share an experience with, she's your girl. If you need somebody who's going to give you just a straight out answer, calls your girl. If you want, that's right. If, <laughs> He's been
0: waiting to do that the fuck whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but I'm usually better at getting... I'll ask you a question. You dig fucking deep. I'm really You're good about guy. getting you yep. to try to... Pull an answer out of yourself. Yeah. So if you need help, where it's like, you know, I I just don't want the answer. I want to figure it out for myself. I'll give you a question that yeah, yeah, might yeah. help you think yeah, about it differently. Yeah, you are good at that. Well, and no, you know, sorry. when
0: you reach out to us, um, if you you ask the don't hard
2: questions to- too. Yeah. Like you ask the like the fucking take a look in the goddamn mirror questions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you
1: if you need that, I'm. But it, in no you way need- am I ever judging you. It's just here's a different way you're not thinking about it. This mm-hmm. might help you immensely. Yeah.
0: And also I would I would add in too that it's kind of like if you ever send in a video and you want a form check, we'll absolutely give you a form check. If you want that to stay private and you never want us to share or talk about it, you just have to say so. Yeah, right. That is totally fine. If you do want to send us, um, whether it's um, something you're going through and you're looking for how to work that through, maybe you are looking to expand your gym network, maybe it is a form check and you want someone to take a peek at it. You know, and you don't mind us sharing it. You know, Mm -hmm. let us know that as well, Um, Mm -hmm. because like we said, being vulnerable and being open about our stories um, is what helps helps other people realize that they're not alone in it either. Mm -hmm. And I was just
2: going to say it makes you relatable. Yeah, Yeah. it Mm -hmm. makes you relatable and everyone's going through shit. And even though they might only fucking post on Instagram that they're positive stuff uh they're humans too yeah and so. at the end of
1: the day if if you have the guts to send us a question or a problem yeah we talk a lot of shit and we joke around a lot and sometimes we make fun of people but by no means is that what it's we'll, usually
0: only people we know right? like tommy right. schneider we're not or Kip. do
1: that to you <laughs> you could have the most strange question and to us it's just a strange question yeah that we're maybe, just gonna look into maybe it maybe we yeah. can help you right but by no means are we gonna be like Oh, that's your fucking question? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah no. no, you can't tape your balls to the left side. It's got to be on the right, bitch. You know, something like that.
0: You know, and that sounds really dumb, but that I could really, totally. Really no, it isn't. Because me being a girl who knows that you dudes half the time don't wear underwear under your singlet and everything's just there. I could see someone being a little self-conscious going, I wonder if I could just, you know, like
1: tape that shit, get
0: that over to the side.
2: All right. I think that's but a but again, it, place it, to end it, it. Right. It doesn't
1: matter Cold your question. <laughs> we're Trigger. not. We're not judging the question we're just trying to get an answer to yep. you whatever yeah. that question is yeah.
0: and if we don't have the answer we will try to find you a resource where you can reach out to find that answer
1: yeah yeah absolutely boom sweet let us help you
0: the coaches collaboration podcast what do you mean you haven't subscribed yet what the hell are you waiting for come on y'all the coaches collaboration podcast is brought to you by salutum health and performance take your full power potential to a new level online at salutumhp.com